Hello, everybody. Welcome to Drawn to Us. The profile. Oh, God damn it. It's Every time. Again. Every time. <laughs> yes. At one, at one point, yeah. once I get to do it, I'll have to scribble on. Uh, I'll have to get it written scribble. down or something. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Drawn to Us. The podcast with a profile picture drawn to us. Drawn by us, where we draw ideas from us to draw you in. Joining us today is not only our lovely moderator, Summertime, that is me, uh, we also have our co-hosts Hecate and Imperfect, uh, glad to have you guys, and a very special, unique guest, Mr. Cooney. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah I was really invited cool. by, by uh, Summer. Um, yeah, I'm an athlete, and... Yeah, uh, Paul asked me, or Summer asked me to, to tell you a bit about sports in general. And my, yeah, so yeah. How do yeah. you know Summer? How, how did you guys meet? Uh, could you stop asking? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, we've been to school like two years together for eight yeah. years. So yeah, we, we've met uh, in 2010. Oh, goodness. So we know each other for 10 years. Uh, we've been together for eight years after knowing each other for 10 years. Which oh, is nice. nice. <laughs> See, I've known Summer for like yeah. two years or something, and it's like, it's yeah. straining already. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I think we've met through. Oh goodness, I don't even remember he, how we met because it was so long school, ago. Like, yeah. Uh, talking about school, we did have athletics classes, yes. which I'm putting in big quest or I'm putting a big question mark after the athletics here. Yeah, because our teacher was mostly played yeah football yeah. soccer for the Americans. Oh no, no we, we don't need to do any service to the Americans. Yeah, <laughs> no one cares about them anyway. Be nice to me. <laughs> and we did not do a lot, a whole lot of athletics, and unless we're talking about, I think it was fourth grade when we had a substitute teacher for one year. Oh yeah, that? yeah, we did a lot of track and field stuff. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, do you, do, what do you remember of that time? Because I distinctly remember one thing, and that is I was running uphill and I'm running downhill again. Yes, up the so-called Schlossberg, a little oh. mountain in our hometown. Yeah, that was great fun. Like a first introduction into running for us. It was yeah. for most of us. Yeah. Have you been into that? running before or yeah. afterwards? Yeah, I've been into running before, but yeah, that was pretty nice. All right. So yeah, as you see, we've all had our education, and I think both of us have had some interest in sports since we were really young, which we'll get to in a second. But first of all, heck, Impy, what kind of sports do you? Do or did you used to do in your youth? Ah, no, go ahead. <laughs> sports. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sports. Uh, unknown territory. Oh. Yes, definitely. Oh no. Um, when I was younger, I was mostly a swimmer. That was most of the things I did. But you know, not so much swimming and more so just flailing around and trying not to drown. It, Jesus Christ, I have these horrible flashback memories of somebody throwing me into a pool. And it's just, I have a picture I could send. <laughs> we could put it up in the podcast right now of me almost drowning. So that's fun. So yeah, yeah. you know, sports experiences beyond swimming, not that much. How about you, MP? How do you feel about swimming nowadays? Oh, and how do you feel about diving? Oh, diving was always fun, you know. I mean, when you, when you learn to swim at a young age, you know. 
you do uh, you play all these little games of like dropping random i guess like plastic objects into the water and you dive after them and then oh, yes. retrieve them yeah i know that, that I was, was wondering where you were going with dropping random kind of Pokemon strangers <laughs> children oh no it's just a plastic object he's nice today it's another topic <laughs> <laughs> no hold up way different topic yeah, I mean, look, my childhood is interesting enough, right? Almost drowning, setting stuff on fire. You know, it's like two sides of the same coin, water, fire. Yeah. I got the yin-yang going for me. That is two out of four elements. We need something about air and something with the earth. I suppose the earth would be here. Sure. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, so you didn't, didn't do any... You've stopped doing exercise or are you still working out? Oh, I have, I've stopped doing exercise for a while now, I think. I mean, my my main issue with exercise, which we'll probably get to later, you know, in the podcast, is that you know you start and you get really motivated for like a week or two, and then the moment you stop once, it just all goes downhill. It starts with like one day where you take a break, and then that turns into two, and you're like, ah, I'll just catch up tomorrow, and then tomorrow you miss the time when you wanted to work out, and you yeah, think, ah, later today, I, and then you just never. Get there's a response here because. Uh... Yeah. Somebody keeps grinning. Yeah, definitely. But that's just part of the game when you want to do a sport like halfway professional. Yeah, you uh -huh. can't stop and you won't stop and you don't even want to. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, basically feel bad because you want to stop because that's not how you're supposed to feel. Oh, Thanks for the input. <laughs> really helpful there. Have you ever exercised? It's like sweating and like doing uh, stuff. I'm yes, like, I oh. exercise every day in the morning, 20 minutes. <laughs> Excuse you. Well, I I do apologize. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, talking about you, you're done. So we'll talk about Kylo now. <laughs> oh. Uh, so my experience with sports. Does chess count? Are we counting chess? No, uh, not no. so far. I think chess. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's part of the Olympic bro. It's an Olympic sport, but nah, it's it's not really. Yeah. A sport. So here's a fact: <laughs> uh, chess is incredibly taxing on the body as well as mine because professional chess players lose <laughs> about half a kilogram for during a tournament. So technically speaking, yeah. purely technically speaking, yes, it is sport, but we're talking about muscle building sport for now. So no, unfortunately not. Ah, uh, darn. Well. Does watching TV count? <laughs> yeah, Does like watching TV yeah, and TV, a TV ad athlete is also a thing, but yeah, yeah. you'd ask, does does professional gaming count as a sport? You know, oh, uh, no. Nah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was homeschooled and I had no sports. I think when I was like six, I had I spent a year playing soccer football. I don't oh. know what to call it because I'm football only American here. Football. Yeah, I call it football. Yeah, you know, foot connects to ball. You know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't blame me because America's dumb. <laughs> well, who else should we blame? The Swiss guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I had I had like a year, a, a season in football. But that's that's all. I mean, did that go well? Or am, uh, I, am I digging like in in unhappy childhood memories here? I have. That's the coach. That's the like, the clearest <laughs> the clearest memory I have of it is stealing money out of my mother's wallet to go buy ice cream because <laughs> they had an ice cream stand over there. So I'd be like, you know, sneaking into the car in the early morning, getting out two bucks, 
and then you know going over and buying ice cream she's like where'd you get the money and i'm like i, I i've been saving up <laughs> yes saving up oh boy well that's interesting enough though because that means you didn't have pe class did you yes uh, just didn't force him to do any sports which is odd criminal record now so keep that in mind for later <laughs> on uh, that'll come up against me in my next job. Yeah, totally. We can do like a little comparison of how that turned out, you know, because I never thought PE class was good. <laughs> so like thereof and, you know, the presence of some, we can compare how... Actually, can we can we compare how physically fit we are right now on the podcast? No, because I have, I have a job that requires me to be physical eight hours a day, so... Ah. There you yeah. Go. So PE class is useless because I'm lazy and yeah. You uh-huh. Yeah. We figured yeah. it out. Uh-huh. Just don't be go. lazy. <laughs> yeah. So to make us all feel like trash, uh, Mr. Pro Athlete, yeah. Mr. Kumi, please <laughs> tell us how your awesome day consists of training for 20 hours uh, per hour. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna take like the two, the last two to three weeks as an example. I think I exercised every day, every single day. Quick question here. Nice. Uh, you were on exercise training holiday with a friend, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. We've been to Croatia, training a bit more intense than usual, um, which means two runs a days a day. Yeah, a lot of miles in five days. Yeah, but because right now I'm um, I'm training for my second half marathon, so which means a lot of training, a lot of miles. We just yeah. hear like exercise holiday. Did I hear that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun. yeah, it is. It is <laughs> like you explore the the surroundings of the of a nice little Croatian city by running. I'll have to say, running is a really nice, inexpensive sport. I used to do it in Australia. I mean, you can do it inexpensive, but you can also spend a lot of money on running shoes, running gear, and uh, yeah, registration fees. But so tell me, is it worth it? It is. It is totally worth it. I mean, Com- compared to not spending the money, I mean, for me personally, it's definitely worth spending the money on it because I get a, a lot of fun, a lot of yeah, great feelings out of it. So. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So how many marathons do you run per year, or? Uh, pro athletes run yeah, two to three marathons a year. I'm personally trying to run one to two half marathons a year. One in the in the spring, one in the fall. Right. Yeah. And some races in between. Some races in between. Yes. But yeah. So please share your training regime regime while I check something out in Tecto. <laughs> okay, yeah, a typical training week for a consists of yeah seven to ten runs a week, if you want so. Um, yeah, two uh, speed sessions, usually one long run on the weekend, which means yeah, up to thirty-five ki- kilometers a day. Today I did twenty-five as my long run for the week. Yeah, it's yeah somewhere in between ten to. 15 hours of exercising a week. Yeah. Ooh. That's just how it goes. Was there like a limit that you like? Wait. Like... Oh, hold up, everybody. Nope. And you're telling me that's how it goes. But isn't it much better how it runs? 
<laughs> yeah. Most of <laughs> running, yeah. You know what? We can just stop this whole thing about sports right now and just discuss, you know, summer psychosis here. Like, when uh, did this whole thing start? Like, when, when, when did, it, like, was this a pre-puberty thing? Or, like, how did this... <laughs> it was a Tuesday. It was, it was definitely a Tuesday. I can assure you of that. What oh, damn actually. Tuesday was this? Of course it was a Tuesday. What else could it have uh, so, moving on, uh, I am led to believe that we're going to talk about a year, oh goodness, I'll have to look something up, but for now, we'll talk about uh, social, the social aspect of sports, yeah, okay, the social aspect, I mean, sports connect people sometimes, yes. but sometimes it also leads to fights between fans of, of rival, rivals. Um, we'll get into fans <laughs> later on. But I would like to talk about uh, doing sports to connect with people purely as the one doing the exercise. And we'll also leave out combat sports because <laughs> people do connect physically, mm -hmm. but not really for, in a meaningful way. No, you don't think so? I feel like, like punching well, somebody. I, in I don't think you really get a deep connection. I think it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> getting. Boy, just so, cut out. Yep, <laughs> that was so intense. Somebody must have knocked the <laughs> microphone over. Somewhere we can't hear you guys anymore. What, you can't? No, oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we have been talking about connecting with other people doing sports. Yeah, and, uh, I make I all like friends Team sports second, and in the, or no, team sports first. Team just the thought, a, a show a few sentences, because team sports are garbage I, I mean uh ridiculously no things was really fun and we'll we'll talk about them for a bit but i'm far more interested in uh, individual sports okay yeah. good. i mean it's obvious in team sports you play with other people you're on one team and usually you should have a, some kind of connections to your teammates uh yeah you i mean when you have two to three exercises two to three times a week yeah. Surely you will find friends or people you know. Uh, so I think the social aspects, especially at, at a young age, is quite important, like for kids who are starting a, a team sport. So the, the social aspect is quite important when so it comes to... Uh, talking about the social aspect and in, with regards to children. thing is, uh, I'm mostly, mostly thinking of our soccer practice, because that's something I can personally recall. Mm -hmm. But as far as I remember, there was also a bit of hot blood going on, not only rivalry between teams, but also inside of teams, mm -hmm. with who was the best player inside of the team. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of the big problems, especially in soccer sometimes, because there are a lot of soccer teams where kids from from social, yeah, from less, I don't know how to say it. Um, it's yeah. socially, oh goodness, um, kids from a less wealthy background. Yeah, like a bit, not too social. Less fortunate, oh, yes. You mean children? Less fortunate, yeah, and, yeah, and sometimes it's difficult for, for some kids to, to, to stay in this competition yeah. in between teams. So, yeah, sometimes it's, it's bad blood in teams, so you have to be a pretty strong character at a young age. To, to stay up in the competition. Uh, so my question is, would you phrase this as a more negative part? 
because we could also argue for the positive side. Would you like to do that? Uh, I think it's it, it can break people, but it can also make... Oh, sports can definitely break people. Yeah, yeah, and especially like some team sports, but it also can, yeah, make, make a person individually stronger and better. Yeah. And become a, a really good athlete. So people do the sports become better. I was shocked. Yeah, and no, and not, not, not only... Guys, if you if you two talk too loud at the same time, I think your mic cuts out. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> oh, I see. I'll I'll try to be less interruptive. Then heck, it, heck uh, is telling you to shut up. Yeah, he is, and I'm ignoring it because it's heck. Very very low. Key. Where would we be if we listened to heck? I mean, that's the well, He'd be a winner. Yeah, or I mean, why would you ask me? Sports. Have you guys had any amount of experience with those? With with um, team sports? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I totally understand what you guys were saying about soccer and, like, the negative competitive sides. Because, hell, I mean, I grew up in Germany, right? And soccer is super common there. Oh, and yeah. the thing is, like... like Germans. <laughs> Was that? <laughs> uh, I was just cursing at the bloody Germans. Yeah, of course. Well, the thing is, um, yeah, I definitely had those experiences as a kid where I tried to join some soccer group. But I mean, it really is, if you want to take that comparison, like joining a really competitive online game for the first time, you know? You don't know jack shit, you know? And you don't know if the people around you know anything. So when they scold you for doing something wrong, do they really know what they're talking about, you know? And it just turns into this really negative, like you, you like rough rubbing against one another. And for big, I think a big part of it is is luck as well. Like if you have in online games and any sort of team sport, if you have the luck of having like good supportive players around you, uh, then no matter if you're playing against them or with them, right, you're going to feel better about the game and you're going to want to keep playing and improve. But if you have the bad luck of like meeting really just I mean, just really salty ass people, you know. Then you won't enjoy the game, and you'll you'll get into the cycle of just like you're tilted, right? You get in, you're angry, you're upset, you play worse, and then you get crapped on for playing worse, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, definitely negative side. I get it. Positive side, don't really have, not really experienced it, except for the few times I went to like martial arts lessons, and then you got to punch people. That was the positive uh, side. First of all, <laughs> hurting other people is not a positive. <laughs> Second of all, martial arts is not a team sport. So yeah. great, Look, job. It's a team. It's me and the other person. That's <laughs> not a team if you're punching them. <laughs> it's almost like the other team sport, <laughs> except I actually follow through with the fantasies in my head. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> have you heard of something called fantasy football? Because that's oh God, stay away with me that. All right, would you like to respond to the ne purely negative view of team sports? Uh, or no, shall we I, I think there's also a positive aspect, but yeah, I'm a I'm an indi individual uh, athlete, so oh, you're an individual. You're not a hive mind. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that sound was you slapping somewhere soundly across the face. Yeah, I would love to, but <laughs> you know, I think he's a bit stronger than me. Oh, <laughs> what more have you been doing? Because one of us has been taking the path into running, and the other one has been taking the path into punching and kicking and yeah. throwing and choking. <laughs> you know, just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, but I think there's there's this stigma about the negative negative aspects of team sports, and yeah, I can't really argue against them. But if you are, yeah, I think you can earn a lot more money in team sports than in individual sports. So that's really that's, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I, I foot, didn't know in football, in soccer. Yeah, in, yeah. I I was not I was not aware that team sports paid off better. Yeah, but that's a good way, thing. Way better. When's the last time you saw a millionaire marathon runner? Uh, do you know Eliud Kipchoge? Freaking MP coming out here. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, what is this? The Kenyan athlete who broke the world record. And yeah, I saw that. Hours. Yeah, he, he has a net worth of, I think, four millions. Nice. Yes, but he is the best. Like, as a yeah, marathon he... runner, you have to run, you have to be one of the top ten. Top five, to earn yeah. a lot of money, and the rest is just trying to survive. So, yeah, yeah, it's not too different from <laughs> music. Then. You people get money, the rest is just trying to survive. I think if you're a really good one, one of the best in your nation, you can earn some money from it. Yeah. But yeah, it won't it won't solve all your uh, financial problems for the rest of your life. Right. So it's more of a hobby than a, a job. <laughs> yeah. Generally yeah. speaking, of course, yeah. there's always exceptions. Uh, does anybody have questions or things they'd like to talk about, or shall we move on further? I'm sure. I mean, I'm kind of curious. Why running? You know? I mean, out of everything, uh, yes, why running? Let's talk about running as a sport. What? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to start off with a few personal stories. When did you ever start doing sports generally? Generally. Okay, I think I started playing soccer, football. I, I would call it football. Um, when I was four. Yeah, I'm I'm German. Um, I lived in Germany. Bloody Germans! So yeah, of course you you start playing football. Um, my father was a football player. My grandfather's, yeah, every everybody like it's it's the main sport in in the country. So I started, and I played until I was nine or ten. But I was I wasn't really talented. Um, so but he, he was uh, at the final age. He was like nine. Yeah, because he was nine. Uh, uh. Uh, okay, I'm gonna leave so the room, guys. <laughs> 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 Take <care> <laughs> <with> <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, and I think I picked up swimming when I was 10. And I also started running when I was around 8, but like on a really casual side, like once a week and with my what? father, like some easy chugging. So you got into running through your dad? Yeah, not really through my yeah through my dad. You can you can say yeah through your dad, and then you started running. I I can oh, understand that wow. people get angry if you throw them. Okay, I'll, I'll stop now. <laughs> You've been or guys, you go on. Let's see how well you handle an interview without preparation. Uh, ask questions. No, I've been talk I've been talking a bit, so I'm gonna let Impy yeah. take. It, you're absolutely correct, Impy. Would you like? Uh, to? <laughs> you didn't expect uh, that, did you? Yeah. See, I can play that card too. <laughs> now that Eloid is that his name? Eloid. Yeah. Yeah. Now that he's broken the world, well, uh, apparently he's not. It, it might not be eligible for an official world record. Yes. Uh, yeah. It isn't, but he still broke the world record. Uh, one. Yeah. Berlin, so. yeah. what, what happened? Happened? Now, now that 
now that he's done that, does it does it motivate you? To break the record. <laughs> I'm yeah. good enough to break any record, but um, still it's, it's kind of yeah inspirational to see a human being running that fast or those crazy yeah. times. Yeah, it's, it's an inspiration. Oh but it's not a motivation to break any of those records. All right. This remind me though, wasn't there this 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 motivational video about something similar about how they thought it was impossible for humans to do like a certain sprint distance in like under 5 minutes or something? And then as soon as one person was able to Yes, do yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. It, it, that was with the mile. The mile was broken I think in 19 56 by uh, Sir Roger Bannister, um, uh, English uh, miler runner, and after he broke it, yeah, so several people broke the four-minute barrier, and now it's 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 normal for a really really good or competitive runner to break it, but back in the day it was yeah unthinkable to run that fast for a mile. There you That's go. So, so maybe we're gonna have that kind uh, of thing now. Record, five minute record. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, five minute. I can. Five minute mile, which is 1,600 meters. But I'm not the fastest on those short distances. I prefer to, yeah, the longer the race is, the better I am. So we'll get into human anatomy in a second. Uh, there, there is one mile I cannot recommend, and that is a beer mile. Please enlighten uh, us. Yes, yeah. Um, me and a really good friend who's also a runner, um, yeah, we always had those, this crazy idea of a beer mile, which is a fun contest. Uh, there's also a world championship in beer miling. Please so, put heavy quotation marks on the word fun. <laughs> yeah, you run, you run uh, 1,600 meters, and every 400 meters you have to chug a beer. And at the, in the end, you're, uh, you're drunk and you want to th throw up immediately. <laughs> and yeah, we, we did it um, at a birthday party of another friend in the summer. Yeah, inside me, just to clarify. <laughs> 800 meters, I just stopped. My stomach was close to just bursting. It was, it was horrible. Like, I think you really have to train your body and your, your stomach to, to cope with it. Just a bunch of vodka and run. Well, yeah, I think to, it, to train. I think it might be... Wasn't there some old idiom about this? Like, don't drink and run? Like... <laughs> yeah, I, beer is, is quite... Disgusting. No, yes. no, no. But it's yeah, it has quite it's quite famous or yeah, a lot of runners really like drinking beer just after after running, get a nice beer, a pinch, just drink it. Well that's it's, interesting. It's part of the lifestyle. Not for the top class best runners, but yeah, for the sub elites. Yeah, but for the casuals. For the yeah, casuals. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're they're less casual than us, but they're more casual than them. Yeah. But that's interesting because, as far as I'm aware, research tells us that immediately immediately consuming carbohydrates right after or right before exercising is a really bad practice. So that's or bad. It might not help you. You should, you should get some proteins in after running and carbohydrates during the run. All right. Yeah. Or prior to it, like one day before a race, you usually carbo load. Either you do, yeah, a day beforehand. A, yeah, a day or two days. The two days prior, you eat a lot of pasta and rice, potatoes, just to get yeah to fill your carbohydrate. So I've been training for a marathon I for the past year. 
Oh boy, you're gonna run so fast tomorrow, MP. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, yeah. Oh, is it a frantic? Is it a frantic? Oh, you gotta run so fast. It's like a, it's like a slingshot. You know, the more potatoes you eat, the more you like pull back the slingshot. They just. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how slingshots work. <laughs> Yeah, why well, prepare for it just one day beforehand, you know? Do what Impy does, and I swear to God, you'll shoot off like a rocket. It'll be amazing. I found a secret. So yeah, there are so many great videos of people just running a marathon without any exercise. And yeah, you should definitely look up to some of them on YouTube. <laughs> really good. Quality content. Quality content of people being trash at sports. That's awesome. I fun. do enjoy that. That does sound fun. <laughs> You know, you could also always record yourself. Summer, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, just try it. Yeah, come on. Might be fun. <laughs> you can do a beer run. Oh my God, I will definitely not do a beer run. That sounds horrific. Yes, uh, talking about horrific, let's get back to your childhood. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I mean, not untrue, but come on. <laughs> Uh, no, you told us you're, you started running casually with your dad, and what got you into professional running then? Uh, marathons, yeah. or did you try out I, I, Yeah, I tried out uh, swimming, because my dad was a swimmer as well in his childhood days. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And so I got into swimming, which is really good for, for child, children, I think, because yeah, if, if you have learned swimming once, you will never forget how to swim, and you will always be a, quite a good swimmer. So. I will disagree by drowning. Watch I me. will disagree by drowning. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it up. It sounds like a cool. Yeah. And, and then I got into orienteering uh, when, when I started high school, together with Paul, actually. Yeah, I, I dropped it pretty fast. Summer. Yeah, but I got into it. Um, do you know orienteering? Have you ever heard about it? Orienteering? You mean like the first day at school or something? No, no, no. Orienteering, uh, sport where you get a map with uh, with a, a map of a forest, forest for example, some kind of area. Yeah, some, some you just start to run and get the checkpoints. Yeah, there's various checkpoints which yeah. you'll have to stand up in a car. And you get specifically for the purpose. Yeah, and it's uh, very similar to cross country, I believe. Yeah, it is, but you have to run with a map, and it sounds hilarious and funny, but it's quite taxing. Yeah, it's quite a quite a competitive sport at the top level. So yeah, the runners are pretty good. Yeah, and I started doing this when I was ten, eleven, or eleven, and I'm still part of this team. I'm not doing it that often because I got into like road running when I was sixteen, seventeen. So could we call you a roadrunner then? Yeah, roadrunner. <laughs> you added that one to him. That was that was all on you this time. <laughs> yeah. That does remind me though, all this map business. I did go hiking for a while. Oh boy. Oh hiking is fun. It is not fun. I got lost for eight hours. That's <laughs> not fun. Did you realize how awesome that sounds? <laughs> it was not awesome. Jesus Christ, but let's finish this, then we can get onto the hiking business, Christ. Sure. Yeah, uh, and then I got into this running thing, and I'm doing it, like, at the beginning I did it still casual, and then I started to do it a bit competitive when I was 18, and throughout the last year, I'm really training hard and 
giving my best to become better. Yeah. Well, that's good on you. Do you have any goals in mind set for now? Yeah. I mean, I want to have four to five years, I think. I'm, I'm 20 now, so you shouldn't start too early running marathons. Because? I th yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of... I was injured a lot throughout the last one to two years. Was it by your marathon training? Yeah, by, by, by training, yeah, of course. And so I want to, to run a marathon in four to five years. And my long-term goal is to run a marathon in sub, uh, so below two hours and 30 minutes, minutes, which is... Which distance are we talking here? 42.2 kilometers. Ooh. So, which means you have to run below three minutes and... Yeah, three minutes thirty per kilometer, which is kind of fast for a casual. About, that's about wait, hold. That's about three. No, the three hundred meters per minute. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, quite so close. It puts to. us at fifty meters per second. No, roughly fifty. Oh, hold up. No, can't be true. I'll, I'll I'll have to do the calculations in my head. The two hour thirty to put it in a slight perspective, the uh, fastest marathon which we were talking about before by Elo Eloid, uh is two hours and point twenty five seconds. No, it, it is uh, one hour fifty nine minutes and forty seconds, which was set in Vienna last year. But yeah, that was that was the time you ran at another project to to break the two hour barrier. Ah, so yeah, but. The legal record is at two hours, one minute, and thirty-nine seconds. There was so a meme about this, wasn't there? Uh, I'm sorry. Two hours. Did you just memorize all of the numbers? <laughs> when it comes to those numbers. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit slower than the world record, best, but still, I think it's kind of okay. <laughs> yeah. It's far beyond any of us. Right, so it's five minutes per second. I just had to check the and talk. All right. It is still pretty fast, though. Try running at five meters per second, 30 minutes, and you'll see. Actually, do try it out because running it or exercise is really healthy. And a short point about marathon I think marathon is the ideal sport for humans because compared to a lot. Do you know, do you know why I think this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Nah, you, no, you don't, don't, no, 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 I want to hear it. Humans are one of a, the very rare and few species on this world who live without being covered in fur or living in the water, which usually is also a type of creature not covered in fur. But yeah, uh, as humans, we are, we're basically lower middle class in most athletics. Because uh, I think for any record a human can set, uh, animals can easily surpass it by miles or by minutes. Seconds. The one thing is they can't out-endure us. That's how humans used to hunt in the early days. So imagine you want to take down a mammoth. What you don't do is you charge it and try to slam it, because it doesn't work. I wholeheartedly but... disagree. You ever played Monster Hunter? No. <laughs> and that's also not humans. But here's the thing. Uh, what you do is... Uh, one of the most terrifying ways of hunting I've ever encountered, and it's endurance hunting. So imagine you are a big, strong creature. I've talked about this before, okay. but then there's some weird, mm, weird-looking 
a mass of creatures who hurl sticks at you, and they start penetrating you, so it hurts away and lose them, right? Which sounds pretty good to you. And after a day or two, they're there again, and they're just following in you. And you run away again, because thinking you'll lose them, because you don't... They're out of range, you can't fight them, but they keep hurting you. So you try to flee, find some new territory. So what happens is they're there again, always just out of reach, silently or loudly watching, following you, and you realize you can't escape them no matter what you do. Because they'll find your tracks, they'll find your uh, garbage or whatever you left behind. Mostly it's droplets. Especially just of stamina because you're permanently hunted by this monstrous thing that keeps walking after you, which is how most horror films play out, by the way. And yeah, eventually you just die. And that's why humans have been so efficient in hu hu hunting large creatures, because they could just out-endure them. And one of the big points of this is our ability to sweat. Uh, Kuni, how much do you know about humans and sweating? I, I just know that I sweat a lot. <laughs> Same. Uh, would you like me to turn down the heat? Please? No, it's oh. perfectly well. See, Sarah, should should we be concerned about how much you know about human sweat? <laughs> yeah, how much do you guys know about humans and sweating compared to animals? I sweat, that's it. Why? I mean, it, it's, cooling, it's cooling us down, so it's, it's pretty, yeah, practical. It's pretty good for us. Yeah, it's pretty good for us, because otherwise yeah. we'd over. Yeah, that's... And that, that's the thing. Uh, so far, I think humans are among the 10 or 5 to 10 species that are able to sweat. And that's the only way to cool down while exercising. We can regenerate our muscles while we do the exercise, and each other animal has to halt down and effectively shut down all of their movements and just panting, which is we often see dogs do, right? Uh, with their tongue out. That's how they cool themselves down, and that's how most animals cool themselves down, or way of that, which is all of them covered in fur. And since humans can sweat, we can just keep moving on. That's that's why I really like Marathon, because it's not, not as focused on high speeds, it's focused on endurance, right? That's it, yeah. <clears throat> uh, we'll Perfect summary. Here. Summer! E. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, that's a good uh, Talking about good ones. I would like to talk about the effect sports have on one's brain or mind. <sighs> The effects of sports on the brain. Yeah, and well, I'd, I'd like for Heck to go first, Kuni to go second, Impi to go third, and me to be the finisher. Okay, sir. All <laughs> right, then. Go ahead, Heck. Uh, uh, was it Michel Schumacher who got, like, bashed in the head while skiing, and now he's... Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. The effects of sports on the wow. brain. Take a uh, slip not include getting bashed over the head, yes. <laughs> Move on. Well, that's all I know. Oh boy, ah, oh, uh, endorphins, adrenaline, stuff like that. You know, it's like you exercise, you feel good. <laughs> yes, then endorphins, adrenaline. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's like stress build off. You know, you get stressed, and then the physical act of doing something, you know, tiring yourself out, it helps with all the you know emotional stress and everything else. And yeah. I guess the effect on the brain is pretty nice, unless you're super obsessive about exercise. And in that case, you know, yeesh, calm down. <laughs> yeah, you can get addicted to it. 
like exercising too much okay. and just destroying yourself. Yeah, definitely. That's because totally because of all this adrenaline and your brain produces and you want more and more and then you might get addicted to it. Ah, uh, see. Who knew so there was a point you know, in the world? Yeah, addicted to Goodness, people are weird. Yeah. Uh, but talking about the release of stimulants inside your brain, uh, there is something that some runners experience after they fatigue themselves. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? The runner yeah, side. the runner side. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some kind of a flow, sta a state of flow where you oh. just run it. You're suddenly you're so happy and confident about running and yourself and the world. Oh, you, was that a thing? Uh, I think a weaker kind of it. Just when you yeah. when you run at a beautiful, everything just feels amazing. But not, I think I have never experienced the real runner runner's high. Uh, it was, was a joke. I think it might be might be pretty awesome. Yeah. So here's a question: uh, Do pro athletes intentionally try to get a runner's high and do they succeed? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, especially professional runner. Like when you are running on a track on at the. 5,000 meters world championship final, you can't get a runner's high because you're just so dialed in into the competition. You want to become first, second, or third, and there's no time for a runner's high. You have to stay, stick to the plan, to the pacing. Yeah. But I think uh, ultra runners, like on distance over, distances over the marathon, they might, they get it casually, but. Just casually getting high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, no. Uh, so a runner's high is not actually helping people to put out more energy. I, I think it is, but uh, at the stage of, of top level running, where yeah. you have to run two two minutes thirty kilometers, there is no no place for a runner's high. There's too much going on in your brain and in your body to get a runner's high. All right. So um, it's I would, it's kind of like relying on caffeine as opposed to actually getting up in the morning. Kind of relatable mm. to that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that. Like, there are no real studies about it, so... Yeah. Uh, talking about science, as far as I'm aware, and I unfortunately don't have any sources, but as far as I'm aware, people experience this runner's high when they're in any situation where they are overexerting themselves. That is, their body just has no energy left. And that's when we are starting to reach our pain, pain threshold because it is painful to overexert your body, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And clearly is, it is a, a sign of damaging yourself. And the runner's high is our body and our brain thinking we're in an extreme situation where we have no choice but to keep overexerting ourselves. So just kind of box the pain receptors and instead release uh, endorphins endorphins in our brains, which make us feel good. And uh, it's similar to an adrenaline rush, in that case, because you know, in adrenaline rushes, people can do superhuman things and break records. They have, there have been recorded cases of, quote-unquote, casually lifting cars, which is yeah. not something most people do. Every second yes. weekend for me. <laughs> Another great YouTube com uh, recommendation. There are Absolutely mental stuff when they are in a adrenaline rush. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's good to know. There you go. You can run Always nice to watch. Lifting stuff. <laughs> uh, Tyler or no Kuni, would you like to talk more about 
running and the effect on our brains? Uh, yeah, I think not directly on our brain, but on our whole how, how we are as a person. Yeah, I think uh, exercising professionally or on a really helps us to to be a better person. Um, for example, at studying. So because when you're exercising, when you have to learning is is some kind of exercising. Yes. In in sports, so you get some yeah. It might it may help you. For me personally, uh, when I learn, it's it's close. It's pretty similar to exercising. I'm just doing it because I have to. Let's just learn. I see. Is you get some kind of that? persistence from it. So. Do you mean so that it's more so that doing exercise gets you more used into that, eased into that mindset of, okay, now I'm learning, and then that helps you to study better? Or is it more so like... Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, I was I, just curious. I have two questions. Tyler, do you have any? Uh, no. All right. So the first question is, you said uh, doing this professionally helps grow as a person. And Not only professional. All right. I think. That was the first question. And the second one, have you consciously used your exercise to help you train? Because we know that, a friend of mine did a study on this, if you split your time of studying and exercising in between, so you do an interval, let's say you study for an hour and a half, and you exercise for 30 minutes, then you study again. Uh, we have already had it confirmed that this makes you better at studying mm -hmm. and able to memorize the stuff. My question is, have you been utilizing it? Uh, sometimes when I'm uh, studying and I'm a bit bored, I just go out for a 30-minute jog and I come back. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm restarting the learning process. And yeah, sometimes I, but I'm right. not really utilizing it, doing it sometimes right. when okay. I feel like. So. so you said sometimes you have a positive effect. That means not always. How? how much? I I've, I wouldn't say that there has ever been. Yeah, sometimes high mileage when you've when you've been running a lot in a week and you just run thirty minutes more after it, you are just done. You're tired. You're not ready to to restart the learning process. So right. you just want to go to bed, basically. But yeah. So it's just it's just like everything, you know. You got to find a balance in what you're trying to do. That's it. Of course you do. Yeah. Uh, right. Thank you for sharing this. Uh, talking about sharing, an awfully quiet MP. <laughs> yeah, awfully, awfully quiet. We got installed with this little device. You know, there you wisdom and insight. <laughs> it's it's sports. I am. Oh, thank and you for amazing, blessing us with an amazing topic to talk about. <laughs> it is. It's an interesting topic, but. Not interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, I like all the stuff is interesting, but I, you know, filter it through what I like and all that. So, I mean, yeah, this is all has been interesting, but I don't, my brain ain't pulling out topics to think, to, to, to discuss. Right now it sounds like you're saying it's interesting to be nice while just ignoring it. <laughs> what? No, I'm listening. Well, we can oh. get on to, to the hiking story if you want, you know, that's more so neutral territory. Yeah, hiking sounds great. <laughs> oh, hiking is great. I mean, it's pretty no slow. <laughs> it is the worst. <laughs> 
Here, okay. Here's the thing. If you ever go hiking, you will experience a high. Because if you hike, you'll get to the mountaintop. I, I, oh, <laughs> summer, I am going to throw you off that mountaintop, I swear to God. Oh. Do you guys have something like a drinking game? <laughs> You're asking just... You just have to... Oh, now we shoot oh. yourself out, my mind. have to drive home, so... <laughs> wow, y'all just totally cut out for a yeah, lot of that. Some audio. <laughs> oh, we, we wasn't talking about anything we wanted to cut. How dare you? No, okay. We can right. fix that in post. You know, uh, it's good. Awesome. Uh, uh, we've already talked about how it's really good for studying. Uh, next thing is what is ne the next thing? We've also talked Someone about how it builds character. So I believe that everybody would lead a more successful life. A, or a more happy life if they did at least 30 minutes of exercise a day. It does yes. not need to be running, although running is pretty cool. Uh, running is pretty convenient for introverted people because you can spend the time on your own. And we have been credited by some of my favorite content creators that they also enjoy running, which gives them their greatest ideas. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. a pretty cool thing to do. If you don't, I do recommend picking up running or whatever your exercise is. Yeah. And uh, the, the last thing like... is exercising in the morning. First thing after She's you wake talking. up. First thing after you wake up, you exercise. So we all know when you wake up, we already yes. have coffee for a sec. And it's always really hard to get up in the morning for most people. Mm. Yeah. So, so Kuni is confirming this. <laughs> and the best thing you can do at those points is first of all, drink some water because you lose a ton of water in your sleep. Second thing is we exercise. It doesn't matter how tired you are, you'll have to push yourself to exercise because we have studies from psychology which shows if you manage to exercise in the morning, you literally get smarter by doing this and also stay motivated throughout most, if not the entire day, because your brain releases a bunch of very specific chemicals, which it only does right after sleeping, because that does something with your neural pathways, don't ask me what. Anyways, if you exercise right after sleeping, he uh, talking. It, will, it will just not stopping. Be better than exercising at any other time of the day. It will also help you fall asleep easier in the evening with studies on that. If you exercise in the morning and that's the best for, for, for having trouble falling asleep, uh, it's good for staying motivated. It helps your brain grow. So, yeah. Totally. Can totally confirm that. Oh, you've yeah. been doing exercises in the morning? Yeah. That's something pretty normal for professional athletes. For a lot of casual athletes who have, who have normal nine to five jobs or or are studying at university, you have to get up early to get to get in your kilometers. Yeah. Or to, okay. to have a first gym session or something like that. Get into the pool as swimmers. Yeah. Oh. Getting up early is also really cool. I recommend five a.m. to five thirty. That's pretty. It's that's pretty it's a bit late. It's a bit late. <laughs> All right. You have to get up early, you know? It's just like right after waking up. So for me, that can be three in the afternoon, you know? That still works. It's not healthy. It's it, well, if I exercise right after waking up, it is healthy. <laughs> uh, it is really good for you and it is healthier. Uh -huh. If you did it in the morning, it would be even healthier. Ah, see? But now I feel like we kind of balanced this out. So I'm good, right? <laughs> 
yeah, you hope, I hope you're good enough. <laughs> are you uh, talking about good enough? You have a great transition, but you've been talking and told us about having some injuries during your training, Cooney. Uh, could you please elaborate on that and how to avoid them or whether to accept them, how they impede further sports, etc.? I mean, as a long-distance runner, just have to live with those injuries. You can do some a lot of things to minimize them. The risk of getting an yeah, injury the risk, or just, the effect just, of it? Just the risk of it, like doing some good core work, stabilization training for your whole body. Yeah. Because most of the injuries are we're running. running. Yeah, 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 and uh, with a with a pretty stable upper upper body, yeah. you can minimize the risk of being injured on your knees, etc. Oh, really? Yeah. Your upper body works into it that much? Yeah, it's really you important. Yeah, you have to do like two two light uh, weight sessions a week. That's so. I'm imagining this mostly helps with not tripping over, or is it also because otherwise your legs will have to support your upper body more? Yeah, yeah. Both of them? Yeah, pretty much both. All right, that's yeah. good to know. You get a better form, like running form, yeah. by, by a, with a stronger upper body. And it, yeah. So not only don't skip leg day, but also arms day. Yeah, yeah. And in that case, I would like to get from you uh, your personal warm up routine and what you do to avoid injury. <laughs> yeah, um, before an easy run, there's not too much, like five minutes of mobile stretching. Yeah. Some foam rolling. Do you know foam rollers? No. Like those black rolls yeah. with this hard plastic. You just put it under your legs and you roll. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, for your fascin. I don't know what oh. I don't know what it is called in, in English. Um, yeah, and then you just go for the run and you might do some, some stretching, some active recovery stuff. Yeah. So you're telling me you do the stretching? afterwards no no also before like some mobile stretching some static stretching all right uh, yeah. please just give us a short talk of what mobile and what's the other one uh, uh, static all right static that stretching is for those who don't know yeah mobile stretching is with yeah just some closer to running activity yeah exercises yeah. could you give us an example of you what exercise <sighs> yeah you... a leg swing you swing up your leg yeah. Right, so swingers are good mobile exercises? Yeah, they are. I would say so. I'm doing it that way. I, oh, so you're I'm a swinger? Sure. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure perfect uh, guy to ask about stretching and all of this stuff. I'm doing my best, but I think there are some other experts who can tell you more about it or better, more scientific stuff about it. I mean, you're looking at me, and yes, I about stretching, yeah. but I know them about taekwondo and about running. Yeah, how, how is stretching? Uh, oh, it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. So what we do is we start our each of our training sessions with 10 to 30 minutes of stretching. And um, most of our members, let's say 8 out of 10, get their 30 minutes to 10 minutes before the session and also do their own stretching, which is incredibly important in taekwondo because uh, one of the main get is either your knee or your ligaments because mm. you uh, we do a lot of kicking in taekwondo and in traditional one where we train to kick through wood and stuff we can't really do it with other people a lot of times because we don't want to break bones well yeah, no we don't want to take bones shut up heck <laughs> 
and therefore it's incredibly important as i said the other thing is of course uh, we aim really ahead or overhead kicks is what one would like to do uh, of course as controlled as possible and you can achieve this even without being perfectly stretched by using what's called momentum mm -hmm. so you speed yourself up and the point is you reach it but you have no control because it's not your muscles doing what it's just momentum and you can't change or shift it which means if you ever screw up or do a mishap your foot and your leg will be screwed as well yeah. <laughs> and yeah we don't want that so two things you can do is first of all don't aim too high just aim as high as you can aim take one though that's one of the big ones and second one is of course stretching a lot so i've been trying to do uh, a 20 minute morning exercise session which consists of push-ups and stretching for the most part okay what what we often do is uh we do splits front splits side splits any you can think of or just raising our legs in the air and keeping them there suspended about, about three minutes should do a trick 30 seconds is a good start uh yeah sounds good <laughs> talking about this how is running affecting people's knees because as far as i've heard every sport Backs up everyone's it's, knees. It's, it's the same with running. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You always have some some kind of with your knee. They are they are always like yeah, hurting a little bit. Yeah, you have can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I had a yeah pretty yeah yeah I had a knee injury two years ago. I think yeah from overuse, okay. and it took me about. Five months to really get back back into that really good running, yeah. Right. So, oh boy, five is months. Is that the injury still affecting you in any no, way? No. So it something like that in yeah. was. Uh, uh, you, you totally cut out for the whole sentence. Go ahead, and repeat it. Yeah, it was. It wasn't really a bone or something like deep, yeah. just from overuse. Yeah, and I recovered. It, it took a long time, but I recovered. So you foolishly recovered so you can hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's running. <laughs> that's right. So I think... That's running for a lot of people. Recover <laughs> so you can hurt yourself. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're selling sports here. Uh, so running might not be for everyone. But yeah, running is for everyone. Is there a sport I think... Hey, hey. I think I'm special, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just intro. Um, no, I'm just gonna end there. No, I think in 2017 or 2018, I did start running for a couple months because my brother-in-law was actually training for a marathon or whatever. He never actually did it, but so he was he was running uh, miles. That's not kilometers. He was running a good while every day. So I just thought I'd join him, and after a week or so my ankle actually my right ankle just I could not do it anymore because for some reason it just started hurting it wasn't my knee it was my ankle mm -hmm. I got weak ankles I guess yeah, yeah you, you would have to do some strength uh, strength exercises yeah. but yeah yeah I do have a similar story I think like a friend of mine was working on this construction site and then one day on his way to that construction site, he got hit by a car 
So yeah. How is that similar? Well, it's like exercise, man. It's dangerous. Getting hit by a car is not exercise. <laughs> well, he was he was near the construction site. <laughs> he was not walking. Exercise. Confirmed yeah, he was walking, walking is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> walking, running, hit, getting hit by a car. Well, here's the thing. If we talk about this, being inside is more dangerous. Because do you know where most accidents occur? No. After you make a pun. In the kitchen. Because not only is there a lot of sharp and volatile objects, but people also spend most, or on a general basis, most people's time is spent in the kitchen. See, I swear so go, go into kitchens, it'll kill you. I didn't hear accidents, I heard sex events, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> uh, Where's he going uh, with this one? <laughs> you know, a lot of accidents occur during sex events, about nine months afterwards. We're not too sure about the period. Oh, in the kitchen. I Oh, damn. I can definitely see that happening, Christ. Uh, I mean, please go oh, next. Give people some privacy, would you? Next. <laughs> what is next? We were talking about getting injured. And hiking. And I was, yes. Definitely. Yeah, let, let's, finish, let's finish the hiking story. Uh, yeah, exactly. I've been trying to shoehorn this stupid hiking story <laughs> in, <laughs> or like we've the been, past. I don't know. I don't keep track of time. Yeah, we've been keeping away from it. Well, I mean, yeah. if you want to link it, you know, I did get injured from that hiking trick. I, I was ah. lost for eight hours, though my toes were just freaking completely black by the end of it. That was lovely. That's you could say they were toast. <laughs> yeah, my toenails. Sorry, Christ. Wow. That that stayed for like a year as well. That was. Anyways, you guys ever yeah. hear of Duke of Edinburgh? Edinburgh? Yeah, Duke of Edinburgh. What about the Duke of Edinburgh? Well, okay, see, it's not just the Duke of Edinburgh, like the physical person, but it's also the title of like this stupid program that you can do. And first of all, it's not worth it. The way they peddle it to you in school is they say, oh, it'll be so good on your uni application and stuff like that. And then I went to, you know... Go ask universities if they cared, and they don't. So don't do it, right? Anyways, the point is, you do a bunch of activities, and the last one is a hike. You know, you have to do a hike, and obviously you practice for it. So on one of these practice hikes... What? Huh? Practice for hiking? Yes, I'm Well, like checking the map, you know, seeing where you go, passing the checkpoints. Yeah, I'm glad we, we practice, because like I said, we got lost for eight hours on the first try. <laughs> So I would have failed, and Jesus Christ, would that have been a waste? Um, what happened was we... Oh god, the maps they provided us at the start of the hike were like 10 years old. So we were trying to orientate ourselves by like this church that was supposed to be in town, which we found out later had burnt down like three years ago. <laughs> so that should give you a good idea of the condition those maps were in. Anyways, we didn't find the church, obviously. So we just started going into like, what's it, the northern direction that we were supposed to go. And we ended up walking like, what, halfway up this highway? <laughs> like just this street going straight up the mountain. And then when that didn't work out, you know, we, we started walking straight through, you know, down the mountains through a field. You know, mm -hmm. there's no road in sight anymore. And we're just kind of uh. fighting our way through what kind of vaguely represents a path. And I don't know, I think like two, three hours in, 
we 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 give up and we call and we're like hey we're so lost can somebody come get us and that's when we found out we weren't on the map anymore so that was nice <laughs> oh boy so would you say the experience was a hellish one yeah i suppose in that case you were on a highway to hell ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, highway does, the highway does come into play again because they said you guys aren't on the map so just start heading south and there's this big highway you know at the start of that map and you'll you'll get there and you will you know we'll, we'll send somebody to check where you are and what we thought was okay they'll send somebody to pick us up because at this point we're already late to getting to the final destination we aren't gonna make it anymore right so just take us there we'll set up our tent we'll you know, we'll, we'll go rest, it'll be fine. But what they did was we got to the highway and they drove past us and they were like, yep, there they are! Alright, see ya! And then they just drove <laughs> off. <laughs> Sounds good. So, hold on, how many days did you guys plan for this hike? Because you get... It was supposed yeah. to be just the one day you get there, you camp, you spend the rest of the evening just like... It's, it's like at the lake, right? So you spend the rest of the evening just doing camp activities i suppose you know you go swimming dip your sore feet into the cool water you know and get some get some ice cream you know but no this is like middle of the afternoon you know you can see the sun setting in the background people <laughs> the people in charge of us just drove past the waving and you know i'm pretty <laughs> sure laughing to themselves as well and we are just stuck on the edge of the map at some random highway and we have to somehow get there <laughs> So what we do is we cross the highway, you know, because the path, like the highway was intersecting the path we were supposed to go on. So imagine like four or five teenagers, we're all like 15, 16, right? Just like running across a highway in Germany in the middle of like the afternoon. <laughs> not not rush hour where everything is nice and stopped. More so like high noon. Mm. You know what? Now I'm wishing that car did hit me. You know, because <laughs> there are a lot of close calls there. And, oh boy, we got there. We got across from the path, and we we're like, all right, you know, at least now we're back on track. You know, this sucks, but we can, we, we, we can still make it before, you know, it gets dark. And we start walking and walking and walking, and we're, we're being very diligent. You know, we're keeping an eye on the path and the compass. We're like, we're going in the right direction. And then eventually, you know, we think, well, this compass is a little bit weird. You know, it's not really reacting the way it should. And then it turns out, you know, hey, didn't we walk past this tree already? Well, the. <laughs> well, you really <laughs> had. Didn't we walk this, past this tree scene? Well, yeah, because guess what? The big path we were following, you know, there was a tiny, tiny path, you know, somewhere around halfway through that branched off to the side. And the rest of the path just kind of circled around again. So we've been just walking around. And <laughs> how long? And then, and then you know what? The compass is busted. Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting tired retelling the story. We get to the, we get like, somehow we get to the big lake, right? It's a big, expensive pool. And the camp is on the other side. And we're like, all right, we just got to walk around the lake. And at this point, we're like, no more. We're, we're not taking any risks anymore. We're just going to call them again and tell them to come pick us up in the car. I mean, come on. We're like, what, five minutes away by car i don't know how long it'll take right it won't be as long as it'll take to walk obviously 
So they come to pick us up, and guess what? They didn't bring the car. It's the same guys, but they just decided not to take the car. They just took a casual stroll halfway to where we were, and then said, all right, guys, let's go, you know, and... That's, this is like an emotional story for me. I arrive, my toes are asleep in my tent. The end. Oh, and the next day we walk all the way back. That was fun, too. So you never went hiking after that? Oh, no, I did go hiking again. And you enjoyed it more. And did, did the past experience not traumatize you? It did. You know what I did the second time around? You're supposed to cook food once you get to the camp. I said, screw that, and I left camp. I said, I'm gonna go pee. And then I left for two hours to go, you know, into the city and grab a pizza and eat it and then come back. Pizza! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. That was a long story. That <laughs> was a fun story. Oh, man, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, so, Kuni, do you have any similar stories? Yeah, I have some funny stories hearing from my orienteering days. Yeah, I think I, was, I got lost several times in the forests of in, in the Czech Republic, in Austria. I think yeah, in German. No, never in German. People don't get lost in Germany. <laughs> you have to be a fool for that. Forget so much. There go. <laughs> Yeah. So you get lost a bunch of times. Yeah, but that's any yeah. any particular stories you would like to share? Oh, not really. No. Oh, okay. This is a trauma. No, <laughs> not another one. <laughs> Tyler. Yes. Do you have any stories? Exercising and mm. hiking. No. Anything I... where you get really hurt? That'll be funny too. No, I've been a pretty smart kid, and I have a good sense of direction. So, oh, yeah, no, I, I just, I just find my way. He knows the way. And where I live, there's no really hiking. There's, you know, there's not really any hiking trails or anything around. So the ones that we do have, like the national parks or whatever, all the paths are laid out. So maybe that's why I didn't get lost. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably so. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I, I slightly. I was in Washington State in the United States. I don't know if you guys know where Washington State is. Yeah, I, I have been to Washington summer so oh you have yeah yeah i've been to uh, vancouver and then i've been to washington state as well yeah Why have you to washington i thought you were going to canada yeah but yeah but i've been to washington state for see he uh, got lost days. on his way to washington <laughs> to canada oh yeah <laughs> uh, i was just lost in washington my yeah, yeah so uh, i was in washington state and uh, my whole family was down there visiting people we went to mount rainier Oh, uh, yes. Is... Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Matt Rainier. I'm real excited. <laughs> Matt Rainier is awesome, though. It's worth getting excited over. Yeah. Such a great place. Yeah. That it was, was awesome. Sell it to us. Uh, dang. There's a little quote. So you can drive all the way up to the mountain, and then there's this outpost where, you know, everybody goes, and it's right before there's a hiking path up the mountain, and it's 
that's where you start when you're actually trying to go up to the top of Mount Rainier. And then there's like there's a bunch of little outposts along the way, so you can stop and look out on the valley. And at the time we went, I think it was springtime, so the flowers were in full bloom. It was a perfect sunny day out, just a few clouds in the sky. It was the perfect weather for hiking, so it was too hot below on on the low elevations. But once you get higher up in the mountain, it just reaches the perfect temperature for walking up a mountain. And I can send pictures later because they are gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, do we uh, ever put pictures up in the podcast? I know this is a bit of a tangent, but how many times have I said, whoosh, and then like nothing came up in the podcast in like previous episodes? <laughs> never. never. It's never happened. All right, whoosh. Here we go. Here, here, here. Imperfect. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I'll see what I can do. No matter what, no matter what, don't let anything happen now because you edit the episodes. Agreed. Okay. So anyway, it was like 2016 or something. Whatever. It was a few years ago, and my whole family was there. So my seven or no, like six of my siblings. And it wasn't it was my whole family. It wasn't all of them. Whatever. We were young and we were dumb and we decided to go up. We decided to start walking. Well, no one had water or anything, which was, you know, smart idea. We started off thirsty because there was a there was a water fountain at the they have a big building there with restaurants and blah blah blah. There was a water fountain there, but the line was so long. And like, we're just going to go up there, you know, spend a few minutes, come back down. Who needs water anyway? That was a bad idea. Quite the <laughs> bad idea. So a couple of my siblings and my dad went up first and I stayed behind and helped people help my mother or something walk around, blah, blah, blah. So after about 10 minutes, I'm behind them. I just start walking up, and I decide it's too slow because I want to catch up. So I start running up this path, and it's at like a 20-degree angle, 30-degree angle. I don't remember. It was very steep. So I'm running and running and running. It's like 10 minutes where I'm just dying until I finally reach them. And because we have no water, they're passed out. Not actually passed out. They're just like laying on the ground, just dead. And I am dying of thirst. <laughs> it was it was a struggle to continue. And then my dad's like, oh, let's go to the next outpost. And we're all sitting there going, no, please stop. We want to die. <laughs> we just want to sit here and look at the mountain the view was so awesome. Yeah, I can confirm that I've seen the view. Gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Mount Rainier. It was a nice view, but boy, when you get a bunch of kids up there with no water and they're tired. And like we had been, so we were on a road trip, so we had been sitting for the past four days or something. And we mm -hmm. just all decided to run up a mountain. I have, I have a question regarding that. Go ahead. Didn't you say you were a smart kid? 
<laughs> I don't recall that actually. <laughs> yeah. But see, by being smart, I ran up and reduced the time that I had to be thirsty. Huh? Mm. Yeah. That is true. It's like when you drink... I don't think that's how time works. Well, look, it's like when you drink ocean water when you're thirsty, you know? People yeah. stop because they think the salt dehydrates you, but it's a scale. If you drink enough, you know... Yeah, it'll... It'll, it'll balance out, just like how oh, yeah. if your thing gets up the mountain fast enough. It's good. No! <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> You can't tell me your first time by running out a mountain. It's just a matter of speed. You're fast enough, you know. I mean, we've got a runner on, on the podcast right now. I'm sure he can confirm, right? Surely. Yeah, interesting theory, but I, I think it works a bit differently, but yeah. yeah but I also think it's also not the case with ocean water. If you drink fast enough, it's still not going to hydrate you. Oh boy. <laughs> but if it helped you in that situation, situation yeah. Just go with your theory. The past few years, then. <laughs> okay. Alright, guys. Talking about making it out. I think we've cover, covered uh -huh. all, of this, uh, all of today's topics so far. And it's a pretty nice point to end the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was, it was a blast for talking there. to you. Sharing stories. I really hope you've all enjoyed listening to this. I really hope you guys got something out of this. And in the matter of running, uh, there's just one last thing we will have to do. And uh, I think today's guest of honor is going to be Kuni. Uh, you will get to ask all of our listeners a question now, which they have, can respond to. Well, and you get to think of something, and well, you ideally, could, you could have... oh, I could have, but I would have killed the entire fun of it. <laughs> okay, yeah, we've had a lot of good hiking stories. Um, ah, difficult. Yeah, something about hiking. Yeah, what about hiking? I mean, if I may suggest something. Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> it's like, who would you push off a hiking trail? To fend uh, no. themselves. Wow. No, let, let's push that off. <laughs> Which of us would you rather go hiking with? Yeah, good one. We, uh, yeah, I will go on with this. Right. Yeah. We're going hiking with this one. Which one? Of us <laughs> would you rather be? And yeah. In the manner of all it said, as I said, it is it has been a blast to have you on the show. Really great experience. Moving forward, I think we'll do this event again eventually with more interviewees. Maybe with you again. So I, I've been the first one? Uh, you've been the first series interviewee, yes. Wow. We've had one other guest so far, and it was to check out how it works with what, guests. What an honor. And you're, you're, you are our guest of honor today. Wow. <laughs> you're all our listeners of, of honor. And with our questions, please tell us, whom would you rather take along on a hike? Why would you do this? And... How far would you push Heck and me up? After how many puns? And if it's not Have... me, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> That'll be... Talking about quitting the podcast. It is time to quit. So with all that being said, have a lovely evening. <laughs>